ladies and gentlemen thank you for tuning in to another episode i'm your host steven g gaxiola and you are listening to the raider and the saint podcast again i want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in every week to the raiders 8 podcast thank you guys so much for tuning in uh today's date is uh february 22nd it is a wednesday the year is 2023 it is super windy we are getting a podcast in as soon as we can it's going to be raining i didn't want to take the podcast into the house i like the the ambiance out here so uh it might be a little windy uh, if you guys hear the wind, I apologize, but we want to get this in before it rains this, uh, rains this weekend. Uh, this is episode 146. We are four out from hitting that episode 150, which I'm excited for. Uh, going to be something special for you guys, for my listeners. I'm going to do something very special. But before we get to that, I'm going to bring him right in. My guest today is Jake Bowman. He is night one for Medieval Times. They are currently on strike. And he is one of the main organizers for unionizing uh, workers for Medieval Times. I was just there on Sunday. I was out there picketing out on Beach Boulevard. I uh, got a lot of support, a lot of honks, a lot of people coming up, handing us uh, food from Portos. Uh, it, was, it was a cool uh, cool time. I uh, got to meet a lot of good people. And I was there to help. And I'm here also here to help more by having you coming on the show and talking a little bit about or a lot about what's going on. Uh, Jake Bowman, it was nice, to, honor to have you here. It's an honor to meet you, yeah, and uh, tell us a little bit about uh, yourself. Where'd you grow up? Or, you know, where, you know, let's go back a little bit before we get into the meat and potatoes. Okay. Yeah, 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 sure, man. Um, well, first off, thanks for having me. Yeah, um, and I, I really appreciate it, and uh, I know that we really appreciate uh, you being out there with us on Sunday. Um, that was uh, that was really cool um, mm. to, to have other people out there to to be supporting us and stuff. We've gotten a lot of support recently, so I'm I'm very 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 happy and excited that everybody's getting involved and, and very thankful to everybody that comes out to help us out. Um, a little bit about me. I, I, you know, look, my story, I, I think my story is boring. The guys that I work with think that it's way more entertaining than it actually is. But, um, you know, the, the, the thing is, is that I, I was born, I'm 33. So I'm one of the older knights that we have, uh, at the castle in Buena Park and Mule times. Um, most of the, most of the guys that we work with are in their early twenties. And, um, you know, I, I, this is my second run working at Medieval Times. I, I worked at Medieval Times in my early 20s, uh, in, you know, 2013, 2014. And then I got hurt really bad there. I got kicked in the back by a horse. Holy and, shit. And, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it actually fractured my L1 lumbar. So I, I technically broke my back um, while I was there. And then after that, I left. And, and I've done a, a, a 
vast majority of, of or not majority, but a, a vast array of different jobs. I've, I've had tech jobs, I've had sales jobs, I've had, mm. you know, customer service. I'd, um, I was an actor for a bit in Dallas. I'm, I'm originally from Dallas, Texas. So I, I was making the, the run in the entertainment industry trying to do, you know, trying to make money uh, doing that. It's it's uh, the craft and entertainment is something that I'm always very passionate about and something that I wanted to pursue. Um, that is actually what brought me to California originally was that I was picking up some steam, doing acting, um, not making enough to live off, right? You know, so I had a bunch of different jobs. I worked in, like I said, uh, you know, tech and sales and all that kind of stuff. And then did, of course, the, the classic of like waiting tables and whatnot. Um, but I was like, you know what? Hey, I, I think uh, my girlfriend and I are, are, you know, really life partner, honestly. We're hopefully going to get married soon. But uh, she was like, hey, well, you know, do you want to try to make it in the big leagues? And I was like, yeah, like, you know, if we can find a way to get out there without it totally breaking the bank and us having to live on the side of the road, then I'm down, you know, I'm, let's go. And uh, she found a job and it, it moved us out here. And um, I started trying to act again. And, and I was, uh, what I realized was, let's say that the, the art, you know, the actual craft of acting or being in entertainment um, is, is like, you know, maybe 10 to 20% of what you actually do. And then the rest of the 80% is, is schmoozing or, or networking or something like that. I'm not good at that. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I'm, I'm good at talking to people, but that's not what it is anymore. It's, you know, going into an audition and then seeing, you know, how many TikTok followers you have, how many Facebook followers you have, how big is your Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And I'm not good at, so they don't want to do, so they don't want to do the, promoting anymore they want you ready to be promoted pretty much yeah i mean it, it you know and it makes sense from for their standpoint you know i did a lot of commercial acting right and so commercial commercial acting is all about engagement you know and, it, and it's 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 eyes on your product and so if you if you can bring somebody in that has a, a tens of thousands of followers on you know social platform a or social platform b then that's doing a large majority of the legwork for the company right because you mm -hmm. know that you're going to get engagement on that kind of stuff and i don't um I didn't like it, you know. I didn't like that aspect of it. I, again, I loved the craft. I loved doing it. I loved being on set, but I didn't like that aspect of it. And so I, I kind of hung my hat up as it was, and you know, decided that if I was going to do something in entertainment, then then I would have to wait and you know pursue my own projects later on in life when I was more settled down and ready to do that. And mm -hmm. so you know, I got back into working in tech and and just kind of grinding that nine to five out. But mm -hmm. You know, for me, I, I was sitting in, in my computer desk one day um, uh, working from home, you know, uh, doing like some call center work. And I was just miserable. You know, I was just miserable. And, and I was uh, driving by, um, you know, that week, I think I'd driven by like the castle uh, in Buena Park uh, medieval times. And I was like, oh, they're, they're hiring again. You know, this was post COVID. So it wasn't that long ago. And um, I was like, well, this is an opportunity for me to kind of go back and accomplish some of the things that I didn't get to accomplish before because I got hurt so bad and ended up making me leave. And so I, I applied and I got really lucky that they were so short staffed that they needed a 30 something year old former knight with a back injury that they hired me and brought me in. So the and, first uh, so let's go back the yeah. first time. How long were you a knight for the first time? So, okay. So l let me, let me clarify. I, I didn't actually make it to knighthood the first time around. So okay. I, 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 I squired and I was doing like the apprentice knight training. Um, and I was, very close to going in to, to, to doing my first performance or to, to going in to learn the choreography and doing a performance and becoming a knight. Uh, and I got hurt like that week, the week that I was supposed to sort of like, then how long were you there for before you got hurt? About a year, just over okay. a year. And then, um, I've, I've been at this location now for just about over a year now as well. So I would say that like, I guess my total time at the company is, is, you know, two, two and a half years. 
but there was a huge gap in between that, right? Yeah. So who? How is the training? Is the training uh, really uh, intense? I mean, who's in charge of training? Are they people from Hollywood stunt doubles or stuff no, people coming no, in, no, no, or is no. just kind of just like watch uh watch the night movies and shit, and then they come in and just repeat the moves? I mean, basically, it's it's <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like anybody off the street can do it, right? I mean, if you're if you're yeah, yeah. somewhat physically capable, have a good head on your shoulders, and and you know even mildly coordinated, then then we can teach you. you How know? sharp are those swords? They're not sharp. I okay. mean, they're real swords, right? Yeah, they're just not. They're, they're just heavy. not sharpened. So they're, you know, they're they've got a blunt blade on them, um, and so they do get dangerous. Obviously, as we hit each other really hard with them, they sort mm. of chip and stuff like that. So then you get swords breaking or shards kind of like chipping off, and like you know they'll fly back. You guys have a sometime. choreographer, or how does it work then for like scenes and like the uh, so the, there's like a corporate head knight, right? Okay. Like a, like a dude that kind of runs like choreography for the entire company, um, and he'll design new fights and put the new show in or whatever the situation is, and then it's up to the individual head knight at the castles. Head knight being basically just the manager of the knights department that uh, he'll train up new guys on riding and fighting and stuff like that, and. Um, it generally takes, you know, six to eight months to kind of get your feet on the ground or whatnot. But obviously, you know, for me, it was a special case because I had some experience already. And then uh, post COVID, we just the, the castle just didn't have anybody. So I was rushed in, not rushed in, I should say. I was I was taught and, and got got through like, um, I guess we would call like a night boot camp or mm -hmm. it's like most guys won't wouldn't get that much attention mm -hmm. early on. Right. Because there's a lot of other things to do, but we just needed guys. So like they flew in other nights from other castles. And I just went through this like really intense training session for like three months you know mm -hmm. how uh, often were you training how many hours i mean what was it looking like oh i mean in those you know, early on we were <laughs> yeah. training we wouldn't even do the show we would describe the show we would come in in the morning and we would it, the entire eight hour shift that we'd be there would be training it'd be horse riding and fighting and combat and stuff and we did that for three months straight and you got paid for that and everything oh yeah of course oh, of nice. course yeah i mean we work 40 hours a week you know mm -hmm. we work we work the standard 540 you know it is did you know how to ride a horse when you first came in or they had to teach you that too no i, I mean i had some experience from the last time i was in you know medieval times um but it'd been a long time since i've been on a horse and and so you know i had to relearn a lot of things and then it, it's learning the specific horse too right because we we build connections with the horses that we work with um and they're all different they have a how lot many of horses right now are in border park we've got i think we have like 25 horses or something like that wow that's a, lot like that. Of, yeah. that's a lot to feed yeah but the thing is is that we don't we don't use all of them right so like if you've been to the show and you've seen it um there is uh, a few segments of the show that are that are um specifically designed to show off high level horsemanship right um dressage riding and things like that um and those horses are like the big white ones if you've ever come to the show the big white horses mm -hmm. and those are the horses that medieval times breeds themselves mm -hmm. um there's a ranch out in dallas that they breed those horses and they send them out and they train them specifically for this like horsemanship part um the knights are involved in that you know but but very like minimally right We're, we really don't help with that sort of training we don't interact with those horses very much we <clears throat> we help in in certain parts of the show but you know we have our own <clears throat> excuse me we have our own horses um, and for them, you know, it's, I think we've got, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, I mean, we've got like eight, maybe horses or 10 horses or something like that, that we, um, that we take care of and, and we cycle through the show and we ride a lot. And those are like our horses, right? So whenever I speak about like our horses, it's just that small section of horses that we interact with on a daily basis. We take care of, mm. you know, we help make sure that they're medically, you know, fit and all that kind of stuff and that we're riding every single day. So, you know, those are our guys and those are the ones that we've, we haven't been on for almost two weeks now because of the strike. So 
Yeah, I've, 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 I was born and raised in Buena Park. Went to Buena Park uh, Junior High, Buena Park High School. Uh, I went to uh, Fullerton JC and <laughs> Cal State Fullerton. So I was born and raised in Buena Park slash Fullerton. And I remember many of times it's been around for a long time. I remember okay, when oh, I yeah. was in summer school, I didn't. I went to Whitaker School in Buena Park, which is right up the street from here. And summer squad, I went to summer school. You can choose. Back then it was fun, right? Summer school was fun. It was getting out of the house and stuff. And I went to Pendleton School off of Stanton and Orange Store. That's for people that are familiar with the city of Buena Park. And I remember we walked to Medieval Times. Oh, Back yeah. in the days, you could they would let you, you have the teachers and the mm-hmm. kids. And we walked. Or did we take the bus? I don't know. I think we walked to Medieval Times. And we sat there, and the nights came out. They had a little mini show. Oh, yeah. We ate. It wasn't nothing like a full-blown show, but it was a good enough. This was in the 80s. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so, and also, I've been there. Even since then, I've been there for birthday parties. Went there for my brother. Uh, both my brothers, my brother-in-law and my brother, we've gone there for their birthday. So I've, I've been there a few times. I actually have my kids. I think all my kids has been there. I gotta, I gotta ask them. But I, we, we've, yeah. I'm familiar with medieval times, and I'm just curious of how things work. I went as a kid too. I mean, I've got pictures of, of me and my sister when we were very little. Well, how many locations now. are there? Ten. Um, so nine in the United States and one in Canada. Okay. Uh, and then they're kind of spread out all over the place. Well, going back to your injury, the first time you went there, mm-hmm. the horse kicked you in the back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I applied originally to be a bartender, right? Because I was like, you know, I was kind of, I was starting dipping my toe into entertainment, acting and stuff like that. And I was like, hey, this is a performance job. It'll help. You know, like I can go, you know, yell at people and be like, good, good nobles. Like mm-hmm. what what sort of ale would you like or whatever yeah, the situation yeah. is, you know? Uh, and they, they call me back and they're like, dude, we got, we have too many dudes. Like we need, we need more you know, female bartenders, like, do you want to, do you want to go squire in the show? And I was like, hell yeah. Like, let's, let's do it. You know, um, got trained up. And then the, like I said, that particular day, um, it was just an accident. You know, I, I wouldn't say it was anybody's fault. Um, the horse was having trouble. Um, we were trying to identify what was wrong with the horse and, and, you know, generally like some of the ways that we would do that is somebody would kind of get on him and ride him around and, and how is he feeling, you know? How does he feel? How does he look? How is he moving? That kind of stuff. And um, uh, he was not happy with anybody being on his back, right? When that was pretty clear from the get-go. And so as they were sort of trying to figure out what was going on, you know, he was trying to buck his rider off. And um, that just, you know, they were warming him up or trying to figure out what was going on. And and he was bucking constantly. And he just got pushed too close to where I was standing. And I was turned around trying to help somebody else out. and, And so when he went to buck, he just threw both his legs out. And yeah, it just tagged me in the lower back. Fuck. So. How old were you? I don't know, twenty-four maybe. Fuck. So. How, dude? What app? Would you just lay? You let your dude? What? I have two herniated discs in my back. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. When my back gives out, it, it's it fucking sucks. Oh, dude. so you know, at, at first, and, and I'm sure anybody that's had a major injury is aware that. Um, you know, there was no pain at first, right? Like it knocked the wind out of me. It was the worst you know, losing your, like getting the wind knocked out of you that you've ever felt. Um, and it was like one of those things where like my perception of time sort of slowed down a little bit. And I had this like, this like clear thought that was like, Hey, like I'm really hurt. I can't breathe. I need to breathe. And when I take a breath, all of the pain, I know that the pain's going to come. Right. So it was sort of like all of that happened in an instant. And then you just sort of suck in this like really big, like deep breath. 
uh, and then the pain just hit like immediately, <laughs> you know, and it was one of those things where I was like, I was hurt. I was upset that this situation happened in the first, first place. And then I was sad too, because, um, I was so close to going into the show, right? I was so close to doing my first performance and all that kind of stuff. And that just knocked me out and put me back by months and months and months of training and all that kind of stuff. And so by the time I came back, that was what was really like, I was like, I can't do this again. You know, I need, I need a break. And that was what pushed me out. But that was also what I left behind. So right? how long did it take you to heal? Not that long. I mean, I, you know, it was a crack. It was a hairline fracture on the L1 lumbar. So there's nothing that, that could be done about it. There was nothing that needed to be set in place. There was no brace or anything like that. I was just basically couldn't walk for like a few months. Holy shit. Um, so after like a few months. So you're bedridden? You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like, I think I could get up and walk around like after like the first few weeks, you know, um, but I would, I would get these like pains where like if I stepped wrong, it would shoot pain up my back. Right. And then, you know, even after I think I was fully healed, I, I, I think my body was so scared of the pain that like I had these like phantom pains. Right. That's where, okay. Yeah. Where it was like, like I thought it was going to hurt, even though it didn't actually hurt. So then it would cause like a lot of issues or something like that. So it was hard to like get back on horse and all that kind of stuff originally. And that's why that sort of I didn't want to like do go through the sort of rehabilitation process while I was working. So where's there. the L one? Is that what is that middle of the back? It's right at the very bottom. It's oh. like one, it's like the base of like your the spine. Tailbone, the yeah, tailbone. it's like the base of your spine. It's one of the strongest bones in your body. So oh. it's uh, it's amazing that it cracked at all, actually. Wow. Did yeah, it put you on any stuck. pain meds or anything like that? Oh yeah, I was yeah I got the full run of like hydrocodone and stuff like that. And then obviously when I was at the hospital, you know they they took um they took like a uh, urine test and all that kind of stuff to make sure I wasn't like internally bleeding. Um, you know, that I was on like, uh, how was it getting off the that pills? Kind of oh, that's fine. I don't, I don't have like an addictive personality and I don't like generally to be, um, sedated. Yeah. So I, yeah, like once I was fine, I just stopped taking them. I didn't really care. Oh, nice. Yeah. So Good for you, not too much. I, well, I started this podcast cause I got a, I, I got addicted to Oxycontin. I have a bad back. Okay. I have two herniated disc and I, 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 Finally got off. I got off of the uh, pills, and then well, I needed help, so I got on Suboxone. You know, I went through the whole the whole shebang. You know, it was tough, but once I got through it, uh, you know, I wanted to start my podcast to help people and aware people and to encourage people. So that's why I asked. You know, how how was it with the the pain and getting off? But uh, some everyone's different. Everyone's computed different. Yeah. You know, so that, that's that's good that you you still have back pains or just No, no, no. That's I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I I don't think I I mean my lower back, I don't know that it's ever as strong. I mean, I'm doing pretty good right now. I'm in pretty decent shape, but uh I had a period for a while where like I wasn't quite as strong in my lower back as I was before. But I mean, your your story is much more common, I think, than yeah. even mine, which is I mean, we can go on a, a hours long podcast about the pharmaceutical industry and the people, you know, uh, pushing pills and people getting addicted and all that kind of stuff. It's, it's, um, as you know, from experience, it's, it's extremely it's a deadly rough. cycle. It's Once you're in rough. there, it's yeah. hard to get out. Yeah. I, I'm just extremely fortunate that like, I'm just never been that way about that kind of stuff. And I, I'd never, I, like you said, I was, I'm just programmed a little bit differently. So I didn't really have any problem with it. I mean, we were talking before we even started that I don't really even drink. Um, yeah. And, and that's just by choice. I've never had a problem with it or anything like that. I, I drink every now and then. But well, I ask people, I said, do you want water or soda? Whatever, you know, whatever you want. Yeah. Some people, they, they'll, oh, I'm cool, I'm cool. And then right when we're about to start, they're like, yeah, I'll take that beer now. Yeah, right, they right, say, right. Hey, It's fine. It's perfectly fine. You know, it's, you know, no judgment here, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's cool, you know. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's uh, I mean, like I said, it's, it's, it's funny. I, I, I bartended for a while. Uh, and I don't drink. Mm -hmm. So people are like, how did that work out? And I was like, well, I like the process of making the drink. Like, I mm -hmm. think there's an art to it, right? You know, 
And so putting the ingredients together and coming up with a different flavor and all that kind of stuff, that's a really, really cool, like mixology is a cool process. And I mm. really, really, really enjoy that. Um, but I mean, I couldn't tell you if it's supposed to taste like what it's supposed to taste. Like you're supposed to tell me that, right? Mm. So like I can make you a drink all day long. I can try different combinations and things that I think would work. But at the end of the day, I'm passing it to you and you're telling me if it's good or not. And that's yeah. kind of how I operated. Oh, okay. So, so you got hurt the first time and then you didn't go back. No, not for a while. Before yeah. before we get to the second part, how was the benefits? How did the company take care of you? I mean, how did you go on workers comp? Uh, yeah. Well, how was the process today? <laughs> they, you know, because I've been injured at work. Right. And the management, as soon as you get hurt, it's your always your fault. They're rolling their eyes. They're pissed off. They got to take you to the clinic. They got to find something to come out and take over your uh -huh. route and do your work for you. And they make you feel like shit. Yeah. When all you did was just try to work. As safe as possible, mm -hmm. you know, and so how, how was the treatment with that injury? I would say that um, The one thing that I can't really blame medieval times for is The like the workers comp situation because it's not their fault, right? Like it, at least in, in my experience um, They knew I was hurt immediately. They immediately were like do you need an ambulance? And I was like no because I was you know young and stubborn and pissed off and um you know, they were like, okay, well, we're driving you to the hospital. And they pulled footage of what happened. You know, there's cameras everywhere immediately. So they knew immediately that there was nothing I could have done. It happened so fast. They had to, like, slow the footage down to even see, like, exactly what happened. Um, there was nothing anybody could have done. It was just a freak accident. So they, in that regard, they did well. There's nothing I can complain about on how they handled it. Mm -hmm. Now, again, I mean, we could go on and on about just workers' comp in general. Workers' comp sucks. Yeah, yeah. It's just not, like, anybody that's had to deal with workers' comp, it's just terrible. You know, it's like you get paid... Uh, what like 60% or something like a shit amount of your actual paycheck and then you're just out and then you're constantly dealing with like do I need to go to physical therapy or or, or do I have physical therapy points uh, appointments scheduled or do I need a follow-up do I need like a, a, a second opinion all that kind of stuff because you know they're, they're like the way that it operates now is like if we get hurt and I broke my hand last year so we can get to that later so okay. um, um, but the uh, the way that it works now is that they'll send us to a clinic like a 24 hour clinic like a Concentra or something like that Ugh, and, and I again, hate those places dude Concentra sucks they're it's, the worst it has and again it's it's not it's hard for medieval times again I'm, I'm, I'll be a little bit nice to them on this because I have plenty of bad things to say about it but I'll be a little bit nice on this particular aspect because it's like it's hard to find a 24 hour clinic that's willing to be available for us at 2 o'clock in the morning if, if somebody gets hurt or something like that mm. but um, Concentra is just absolute ass. Like they, they, oh, they're the worst. like I had, we had, a, we sent a guy there last year, like while I was here last year, um, for, he fell off a horse or he was supposed to fall off the horse, but he, he was learning and he fell off incorrectly and he heard a pop in his knee. They sent him to the clinic after he was limping around and then Concentra was like, oh, yeah, like, it's fine. Like you just have a bruise, just ice it. Well, come to find out the dude tore his MCL. So he ended up having to have surgery and was out for like a year and a half. Oh shit. So it's, it's, you know. It's stuff like that. Like it's like I could complain that Medieval Times needs to do a little bit better job of, of finding a place. Like the ideal situation would be that we had some sort of medic or some sort of like um, person that, that understood our job really, really well. That was like on site. They could do like sort of the preliminary like analysis of like an injury of like, hey, is this guy OK? Does he need to go to the clinic? Like, what is it? All that kind of stuff. But, you know, outside of that, every company, as as you just said, that, that deals with worker injuries, it's. You know, you get you get sent to the workers' comp system, which sucks. You get sent to a clinic, which sucks, and it's like it's all the same everywhere. Mm -hmm. So I can't really like fault MT for mm -hmm. that one particular aspect. It almost seemed like like I we got good insurance, right? I got really good insurance, and it's almost like they they want to encourage you to just you know what, dude? I don't want to go. They make it so fucked up. 
and make you like I've got been injured and I had to go come off route, go sit there at Cassentra for fucking hours, three hours with my manager there, and we don't even say one fucking word to each other. Worst experience ever. Oh, it's awful. I was so pissed off. I was like, dude, this is fucking ridiculous. I'm sitting there in pain. But they want you to. They want you'll get names being called before you, and, and you're there before them. Yeah. And they do it on purpose because they want you to get frustrated, get up and go. You know what? I'm just gonna go home, and I'm gonna go see my own doctor. And they'll go, okay. Well, we'll just we'll just schedule off for a couple of weeks. You got vacation time? Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Can you imagine and that using your own it. PTO? Oh, people for your do injury. it. Like, people that's do it shit, all dude. the time. I've been guilty of it. My bad back. As much as I want to go in there, like there's been uh, weeks where I couldn't get out of bed, and I use it in my own PTO because it's so bad that I can't even get out of bed to go to the clinic. I so can't even walk. You go and work for this company. You get hurt working for this company, and then they turn around and they punish you for getting hurt while working for them. Mm-hmm. That is broken, so broken. It is such a broken system. And and, and it, the thing is, it's not unique, right? It's yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah, man, being management sucks. Yeah, I can only imagine. I mean, we're just a number. We're Dude. just a number the way they treat us. And, and yeah, I've been guilty of uh, staying home and taking, you know, an R day, which I don't get paid, and I've lost thousands of dollars from it. Uh, you know, it's just that's we, – we, things got to change, and, and I, and I got to change, right? I got to be like, okay, you know, I got to just next time I'm back, hey, you know, I'm going to go and – I've been through it, dude. I've been through it for so many years, dude, seeing orthopedic specialists and, you know, different p- pills. And it fucking sucks, dude. Having a bad back fucking sucks. And I've learned over time, it's it's uh, keep your inflammation down, do stretches, mm-hmm. you know, make sure you're double checking when you lift packages. Uh, I've switched routes where I don't do heavy, big, bulky routes where everything's 60 pounds. Uh, I've I switched to resi routes. Um, I sw- constantly just switching routes where – give my body a rest and then do do you know another route i'll do more walking and lifting and so Mm -hmm. over my career i'm just trying to i'm just trying to finish finish the race like we were talking about earlier once you start something it's hard for me to to quit yeah and and, and look dude the way that we're set up right now um and again i can go off on a tangent about this forever but the way that we're set up right now just 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 culturally in the united states is it's a it's just a fucking rat race like you just Mm -hmm. You start the grind and then either the grind kills you or you get to where you can't grind anymore and then hope that you're not completely screwed over by, you know, whatever benefits package you were supposed to be working on. I mean, it's it's bad. We look at other countries and stuff like that throughout Europe and whatnot and, and how much better they have it in regards to labor rights and, and, and work culture and things like that. And we have a long way to go to get there. And it's not just, it's exactly like what you were saying. It's not just the companies that need to change, but it's your own mindset. Like you're going to have to, you have to change the way that you think about things and the way that you find, you know, what you find acceptable and what you don't find acceptable. And and that's, I mean, we, and we can get into this a little bit too, if you want to, but that's, that's one of the big problems that I even had with, with talking to people about unionizing. It's just that, people have this idea of how things should work stuck in their mind and they can't get out of it at all. And that's, that's why you just end up in this like same cycle of like the same shit going on and on and on over and over and over again. When it's like, if you could just pause for like a minute and like critically think about like the, what you're doing, like in, in your, your job and what you're doing on your day-to-day life and realize that that's not okay. Then, you know, if everybody would take that moment for a second and be like, this is not okay. We need to do something about it. Then, yeah, there's no there's no end to what we could do if we collectively like came together to like make that decision. I mean, there's at the end of the day, 
you know, companies don't exist without their workers. So you have to, you know, wield the power that you have, the only power that you have as a worker, which is, you know, working. So you, you have to wield that against the company if you need to, and, mm-hmm. and you need to be able to, you know, put it all on the line and risk it to, to make that change. And that's, that's not something that a lot of people are okay with right now, but it, it'll take time. It'll take time. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be come back. Uh, we will continue on with this conversation and get into you organizing the union for medieval times workers, mm-hmm. uh, for the people watching. If you want to, this is, this is the last of the video. It's a preview. So if you guys want to listen to the podcast and audio, uh, you can tune in to Spotify, Apple podcast, and SoundCloud. I always forget. Rumble. I don't even know. How, oh, well, Rumble will be on Rumble now. We got the video. We, this preview will be on Rumble. Uh, it will also be on uh, YouTube. Uh, we're trying different things on this podcast, uh, seeing what works and what doesn't. So, uh, But I, I'm, I'm going to stick with the 30-minute video clip. And uh, I will see you guys in a bit, uh, listeners, all right? If you want. Yeah, we are back, folks. Once again, Thank you guys for tuning in uh, to all my episodes. If you guys are looking to be an advertiser, a sponsor, or a guest on the podcast, you can get a hold of me at the Raider and the Saint at Outlook.com. That is the Raider and the Saint at Outlook.com. That is all letters. Also on Instagram, Twitter. I'm on Rumble now. Uh, starting to pick up the YouTube now. And so I'm, 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 I'm growing and I'm developing this podcast. So uh, my main one right now, just hit me up on my email, theraidersaint at outlook.com. Also, Instagram, that's one thing where I post most of my stuff. Uh, my guest today, as I mentioned earlier, if you guys are just barely tuning in, is Jake Bowman. Jake Bowman is uh, one of the organizers for Unionizing Medieval Times. And uh, he is here to discuss them unionizing. They are currently on strike. And he took the time out of his uh, picket line time to be out here and inform us of what's going on. So once again, second second part, brother. So continue <laughs> yeah. on. So you you guys are organizing now. Uh, how many? Tell us a little bit what's going on. What made you decide to do it? You know. So I mean, when you know, I was I was a I was a few months into you know four five six months. I, I don't remember exactly. Um, into working at the company i was knighting already at the time i was in the show performing and we had caught wind that um that the new jersey location was uh was was trying to form a union um and uh and that was um that was sort of the the kickstarter the 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 point of where everything everything started from there um how's that going it was good. So the thing is, is that like they, they had picked everything, right? They had done a lot of the work for me. So when I had reached out to the union, um, which is AGVA, it's the American Guild of Variety Arts. Uh, when I had reached out to them before I had talked to anybody, I was just like, hey, like we had heard New Jersey was unionizing. Um, you know, we're in California. We're also interested. Can you give me some more information? And then, um, you know, the AGVA rep was like, OK, we've already actually talked to some people that work at your castle, you know, and they'll be contacting you. Uh, and that's when I got a call from um, my counterpart, um, I- at least on, from an organizational standpoint, Erin, um, who's one of the queens at the castle. And uh, she had sort of already you know, been t- in contact with Agva and she was like, hey, listen, this is what's going on in New Jersey. Um, you know, they've already collected their like union cards and stuff like that. So they're getting ready to go to a vote. You know, we need to decide if this is what we want to do. 
um, you know, start talking to people. And then what we would need to do is, is collect these cards that are like, you know, I, I think I listened to your last episode and they explained it. Um, pledge from cards. Amazon. Yeah. It's like pledge cards. It's like an intent, you know, you're, you're saying like, I'm, I have an intent to want to unionize, you know, mm. uh, and that leads directly into a union vote after that. So we collected our cards and, and established our intent to unionize like really, really, really fast. It was in less than a week. So I well, had pretty, how many, how many employees are there that, well, so our bargaining union is, is it was like 50 people, but we've lost some people since then. So I, I would say Couple that we're people across the picket line. We well, would say. I'm, not even that. It's like some people just quit, you know, and oh. we've, we've had oh. some issues in some, some people that, um, that just didn't want to deal with it anymore. And so, you know, we're in like the low forties or mid forties now, I think total. Um, so it's not the whole castle, right? It's just the. It's the knights department, which is the knights, right? It's the mm. showcast department, which is like the queens and like the trumpeters and all that kind of stuff. And then it's the stables department. They were. What about the servers department. and bartenders and all that? No, they're they are non-unionized as of yet. So how about New not, How about New Jersey? Same thing. Same thing. They're so not. They're, so there's only just. Yeah, they're basically just covering the 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 performance part. The performance of the show. part. Yeah. So. so that's that's really why. And that's part of the reason why we went Agva too, because you know Agva is um, <clears throat> it's a it's a smaller union. Mm -hmm. It's like sort of a b boutique union, I guess you could call it. But um, how many members do you know? It varies. That it, it varies. Like you, they could have anywhere from fifteen hundred to two thousand or something like that. And and they specialize in these like really weird, unique um, sort of niche shows, right? So they, not like uh, SAG or anything. It's like not that. like SAG. So I mean, they cover they'll cover like Cirque du Soleil shows. You know what I'm saying? They did uh, like the Rockettes at Radio City Hall mm. and these kind of shows that are just like really weird and niche. And then mm. they may all, not always be going right. Don't so Cirque du Soleil only has you know so many performances, and then they move on to the next thing. So you know they may have a, a uptick in numbers if there's a lot of Cirque shows and maybe a downtick if they don't have a lot of shows. And so mm. this is, um, for us, it was a, a, a good thing because, again, our job is weird, right? We have a it weird is. Yeah, job. It is. Um, it's not like a stunt show, really, although it is, right? But it's not like acting, although it is. It's 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 not like um, a standard entertainment job, but yet we do entertain people. So it's it's a little bit weird, right? So mm. Agva is more um, comfortable with. Um, helping us customize a contract, a union contract for us that, that works. Uh, and it might be different and from New Jersey. Do right? you so, know the names of like the vice, the president, the secretary treasurer? You have those up the top of your head. I, not, do, I, I mean, the secretary, so Suzanne Doris is who we work with primarily. Okay. I, think, I think she's technically, I think she told me that her title was actually like the secretary of treasurer or whatever it was. Um, okay. And uh, she's been, instrumental in, in giving us information because you know like it, it, we're new right well, we don't before know you anything. leave make sure you send give me her information obviously she's probably got a social media yeah i like to I always so. look at people's stuff and and follow them and read yeah. up on she it she was a rocket for like decades oh um, really so that's uh so she's she, she's been she was worked under the union and then mm -hmm. is now working for has the she union. come out yet <clears throat> has she come out to support you guys oh no 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 so she's gonna be out um at our next bargaining session so she's located in new york Okay. Uh, yeah. Or, yeah. Or, well. Yeah. She lives in New York, New Jersey. Yeah. Um, so I haven't actually met her in person, but I've been on Zoom with her quite a bit. Oh, I mean, nice. Um, we do a lot of Zoom meetings, mm -hmm. uh, which is you know that's just sort of how the future is going anyway. It's like well, we don't really have to meet people in person anymore. Yeah. You can, you can talk across. You know. Yeah. Any, get any information. Um, and so I've seen her. I've talked to her. She knows me. We've 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 spoken at length. Um, she's an unbelievably sweet woman. A uh, little bit of a firebrand. Sometimes she's very mm. upset with um, the way that we're being treated. So she's yeah. she's our our biggest supporter for sure, um, which is what you need, which is what you want mm -hmm. in, in your union. So contact. you when you get so 
New Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. How far along are they ahead of you guys? Are you guys at the same? You no, guys are both picketing. <clears throat> no, they're they're not on strike. So so they got a contract already. No, no, they're not. They don't have a contract either. So the it like I said, our situation is is very weird. Right? So they're um, so they're working. They're working, but they're in the background. They're working on getting a contract, and they're in the background. They're working on getting a contract. Yeah. Okay, and their um, their contract negotiations were a little bit further along than ours were, but everything sort of halted at the end of last year because. Um, well, A, we unionized in November, and then right after that, we voted it in. And then right after that, um, they gave us the option to to negotiate our end-of-the-year w- wages. Um, so ev- at the end of the year, you're supposed to get, like, a promotion, right, depending mm-hmm. on your experience level, and then you get an increase in wages and stuff. So, you know, I'm classified as a night one right now, but I should be a night two um, based off of just my experience and, mm-hmm. and what I do in the show and whatnot. Um, so all of that is in negotiation right now. And so we have been doing wage negotiations and New Jersey has been doing the same thing because we need to get these done so that people can get paid and they're not, they're not going well. Um, they're, they're very, 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 um, flippant, I guess would be the the best word or standoffish. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just don't care. Um, they do, they don't care at all. And, and they, um, they come into these union negotiations, these, these wage negotiations specifically, and they throw away, they throw out like these big high, like percentages. They're like, we're going to give you like a 7% raise or an 8% raise or something like that. And like, yeah, if I was making six figures, an 8% raise is great. Right. But I don't make that right. Some of our guys make minimum wage, $15 an hour. I make $18 an hour, 18, That's fucking peanuts. It's nothing. It's like less than a dollar, you know? So depending on the situation, right. Depending on who you're talking to, like they, they offered, they offered one of our guys a 2% raise and that was like 30, 30 cents. Right. So they're like, Oh, two, 2% raise. That's, that's really big. That's not it's even like, the, no, it's 30 the, the rate of the cost of living. It's not, yeah. I mean, the cost of the, the rate of the cost of living in our cost of living we got we got in August was eighty five cents. That was just cost of living. Yeah, I mean, well, we don't even get like we don't get annual like cost of living increases. We just get it's it's it, unless you complain, which which could end up with you getting fired. Um, then your wages won't. They're mm-hmm. they're completely dictated by what the company decides to pay you. Um, what we're asking for is like. You know, if you if you look on if you look on any sort of calculator, um, excuse me, uh, any sort of like calculator or uh, like uh, way like cost of living calculator, like wage calculator adjustment for Southern California, um, it'll tell you that you know in order to, for you to like live in this area without being you know completely homeless is you need to make like you know twenty three, twenty four, twenty five dollars an hour or something like that, right? That needs to be where it's at. Um, and so, you know, with that in mind, that's, that's sort of what we're targeting for some of the people, not everybody, but that's sort of what we're targeting for some of the people is trying to get closer to that number range because, um, that, that's where everybody should so be. So you guys are, you guys are looking for a, a, a more respectful yeah. rage due to, uh, cost of living, right? What about, uh, healthcare how's you guys' healthcare well so it it's better than it was right so when they part of their union busting tactics that they used against us all last year was basically they're like hey we're a family here we didn't realize like how bad things were we're a family we want to take care of you um and so they did fix some things that we complained about so like it you used to you had to work for a year for the company before you got health benefits for yeah. an entire that's year. A, that's what that's all it is at UPS. That's insane. That's absolutely batshit insane. Like most companies, most companies, your insurance should kick in somewhere between thirty to ninety days of employment. Really? Yeah, and that's any any I think job I, when I like first started was a year for our benefit for I got benefits. That's insane. That's but once insane. I got them, it was really good benefit. I think it was a year. No, no, they, they, don't quote me on that, folks. But I think it was I'm pretty sure it was a year after when I got my full. But I was eighteen when I started. 
every job that I've had, every job that I've had is uh, is like 30, 60, or 90 Yeah, but days. you guys paid for it, right? How much are you paying um, uh, a week for insurance? Uh, well, I, I mean, I, I'm not on the company insurance plan right now because they, they relented. Yeah, but and they, when you first started or like, uh, what was it? I don't. I honestly, I couldn't even okay, tell you. Okay. Like, I couldn't even tell you. It was. You I'm know, sure it was a, a pretty substantial amount a week. Probably. I mean, you know, some of the guys have it now. I think it's not. I don't think it's that bad. And in, in in terms of like how much they're paying out of their paychecks or whatever for insurance. But the thing is, is that because so I mean, all of that to say is that they relented and they they our insurance now kicks in after like 90 days or something. Okay. So that was one of the things that they gave us last year as sort of a, a placate, like, hey, like look how nice we are. Um, you know, but the thing is, is that the insurance sucks, right? So it's just not good. Yeah. Uh, which is why I don't have it. You know, I would rather I'm, I share insurance. My, my, um, my girlfriend actually covers me under her insurance. And even though that we have to pay more in taxes because of that, um, it's still better. I still have better insurance. I didn't know you could it. go under, a, 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 a if you're not married, you can still go under another person's insurance. Yeah. You could do common law. Oh, um, common law. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I mean, we've been, we've been together for 10 years and we share oh, everything. So nice. Okay. We, you know, as a, as an aside, marriage for us is just, um, it'll just be it'll be a, an amazing, beautiful day, right? But 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 logistically, it'll just be another day. Um, yeah. It's something I'm very 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 excited about, and we have um, you know great ideas and, and aspirations for having this like amazing, amazing beautiful yeah, wedding, yeah, right? We just have. But we, I didn't know you guys could. Okay. I didn't know you can have, you can just have a, a spouse, someone you're not legally married to. And they could, you could go on an insurance. That's yeah, actually there's there's criteria that, that we had to go through, and there's a, a few things. Probably paperwork. They've lived there's together. There's paperwork, and then there's you know it, not every job offers it, and we we were just fortunate that where we are right now, um, this was just worked out better for us, and, and that she can cover me. You don't if you don't mind good. me, where's your lady work at, or what company, or she's a um, a uh, a data analyst okay. for um, for. Uh, what is the name of her company? Her company literally just changed names, and I don't know what it's called now. Um, they, I mean, I'm, as of like last week, they changed the name. I think it was called Consumer Track before, and then um, I have no idea what it's called now. Honestly. Okay. Uh, anyways, so. I did see her. You came out to talk when I was out picketing uh, on Sunday. You came out, you know, and say, "Hey, we're gonna take a break. Come have water." And then people were coming by honking, and then somebody turned in and honked. And then you're like, oh, that's that's my lady, you know. Yeah, yeah. But you yeah. kept mentioning her, and I was like, I thought maybe she worked there too with you. No, no, no. And no. you guys, that's how you guys met. But I didn't. Oh well, we did her. originally. So she oh, worked. Okay. She worked at in in the at the original Dallas location with me. Oh. Um, and we had like a weird crossover, and then we met like oh, a year. Oh, so after that's that. where you hurt your back at. Yeah. I yeah, thought yeah, you yeah. hurt your back over here. No, no, no. I hurt my back okay. in Dallas. Yeah. yeah it went kind of quick the first intro. It was. Yeah. You were yeah, going. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it now. I understand. Okay, so you went. And then you guys both came out here. Mm-hmm. Oh. And we've been, I mean, we've been together for this year will be 10 years. So. People are going to be like, yeah, this guy can't even keep track. Yeah. Dude. I, well, I, I tell him my mind goes a million miles. I'm going to see my doctor on Friday, and I'm going to tell him my mind goes a million miles a minute. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm I'm talking to you right now, but I'm thinking about a million other things. And mm-hmm. sometimes it gets out of control. Like, I go to bed, and I'm still thinking. And then it gets to the point where I forget what I'm thinking, and then I start fucking panicking. <laughs> like, what the fuck? What the fuck was I thinking? What the fuck was I thinking? And then I have to calm myself down. And I go, okay, dude, let me. I was taking Alpha Brain for a while. It's a, it's a, a nootropic. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's from the company on it. A lot of UFC fighters uh, use it. And I was doing it for a while and it was helping me. But recently, uh, I know people are going to be like, oh, here he goes again. Uh, I got the flu December 29th. Mm-hmm. No, my bad. December 26th, I came down with the flu, day after Christmas. Two days later, I was in the hospital. My throat 
uh, couldn't stop coughing, and I would open my mouth, and it sounded like I had pop rocks popping in the back of my throat. About three in the morning, this is three days later, uh, two days later after the flu, I couldn't sleep. I was already having trouble sleeping even before then, dude, and I was just, I was worn down, dude, and I couldn't sleep, kept coughing, these, these noises coming in the back of my throat. I ended up going to the emergency uh, right up the street, St. Jude, and uh, three wow. in the morning, I was tired, Jesus. couldn't sleep, dude, my chest, I had a heartburn, and it was just bad. They end up doing blood work. As soon as you tell them you have chest pains, right away they think you have a heart attack. Yeah. So you become a A1 patient, right? And they start doing blood work. I mean, dude, I never had so much blood taken out of me uh, my whole life. I'm 42. And uh, I'm thinking maybe I've got pneumonia. You know, the flu just hit me hard. I just lost my brother uh, about a year and a half ago from COVID. Uh, he was a UPS driver as well. He was 35. And uh, he, got it. he got it. He was on day 11. And then one morning, he just didn't wake up. He was in his room. My parents found him. My parents, he lived with both my parents. And so they got, they ended up getting them sick. Long story short, my parents almost died. They were in a, it was a big, it's a big, I've talked about it a billion times. I'm not going to blow anybody's ears out by talking about it. But long story short, uh, I ended up having congested heart failure. Uh, I had a heart, they said I had a heart of 85-year-old man. Jesus. Uh, but what they determined was that the flu attacked my heart. Mm. Uh, and it happens. You know, people get food poisoning, and it doesn't attack their guts. It attacks their brain. Yeah. Had an uncle where it attacked his brain. He had to get hospitalized. So things happen. Things happen in life, and I've been, I've been going, I've been going uh, through that lately. You know, uh, I'm in cardiac rehab. Uh, I'm, I'm starting. I'm jogging again, but it was a real, real scary uh, scenario. And I'm going on a tangent. I don't know. I was trying to connect what we were talking about. Well, I, I listen. I, I got you. I, I'll, I'll throw you, I'll throw you a line here because the COVID went through the locker room at Medieval Times okay. like three times. Oh shit! Um, it, it's it's almost impossible to keep anybody in that locker room from getting sick if you walk through the door and you're not feeling well like mm -hmm. we work in such close proximity to each other it's a it's a locker room it's a dude's locker room mm -hmm. you know i mean so the moment you come in with the sniffles everybody's got the the damn sniffles the next day you know mm -hmm. and covid was um covid was rough man we they lost half like they lost like over half their staff or whatever which is partly why i got put in so mm -hmm. quickly when i did post covid uh, which I'm very thankful for because I'm learning a lot and I'm doing, you know, I think I'm doing pretty well um, in the short amount of time. And so I didn't, I didn't have to wait as long well, as other people. But. Well, that's where I was getting at my, 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 my train of thought, my, my, my track, you know, just thinking about stuff. Uh, yeah. I've been going through a lot lately. You yeah. know, uh, I just lost two other friends. My cousin just passed away. He's 29. They found him uh, deceased in his bedroom. I had another a good close buddy of mine. He had a heart attack. He was 35. Jesus, so everyone's man. just popping in and, uh, and so, like, I got a lot of things on my mind, and and uh, and I'm still podcasting, but I I know, like, I know, like, yeah. So when you're talking, I'm like, my mind's going a mile in a minute, mm -hmm. and I tell my my listeners uh, to be patient. Uh, but I see my doctor on Friday. I'm gonna see. I don't want to take no ADHD pills or shit like that. I'm asking if I could go back to the nootropic and keep me focused. What you're saying, but you know, I'm happy you're here, man. I'm happy what you're doing. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing what you guys are doing. And have they reached out to you now that you've been, do you guys have been, uh, what day are you guys on, on, on striking? Oh shit. I think we're on like day nine or something like that. So day you're on day nine. Yeah. I can only imagine what you guys are going through. You're not getting paid. Right. Right. How's that going? Well, so that was, uh, that's obviously one of the main concerns, right? I mean, so, so we'll back up a little bit because it's, okay. it's, it's, uh, 
I would, I mean, it's really funny. We had a we had a matinee this morning, and we were act, uh, actually on the picket line. A matinee for medieval times is like an educational, so it's it's primarily schools that buy out, um, you know, large uh, yeah. li- large seats, and then we do like a little educational scene. So it's like a half show and like a little educational thing that we do. Um, for who the kids? For the kids, yeah. So that's so they're just, letting you do that. Or no, no, that's no, no. Going that's, outside. no, 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 that, that just happens. That's just a thing that happens at medieval time. So like we're, we're and and so this morning there was one of those. Now we're, we're not working. We're, we're not working there. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So when I was picketing and it was mostly teachers and kids that were coming up. And so they were, they were, you know, they, they would use this as like an educational moment and they would say like, Hey, can you teach them? Or can you tell them what a strike is? Can you tell them why you're on strike? And you know, it's, it's All like the kids young, you know, these mm-hmm. kids are, you know, under 10 or if not, maybe 11, 12 or something like that. And so and they're smart. They are, and they can figure it out. You yeah. just have to hold their attention, right? Yeah. So it's like, you know, we would, I would explain it to them. I was like, look, a strike is, is, is the last thing that anybody wants to do, and yeah. it is your last-ditch effort to try to make change. You know, when we, we were told before we unionized last year that no matter what happened, the company would stay with us, and they would, they would work with us, and all this other kind of stuff, and then that we were a family and that we were going to get all this worked out. And they checked out immediately once we signed the union cards, once we officially unionized and we were now represented by this group without, even without a contract, they just checked out. Um, they went around to every other castle. They gave them raises. They didn't give us raises and they just completely decided to start ignoring us. Um, and then we started this wage negotiation and look every, every conflict between people, you should always start with communication first, right? Mm-hmm. Just talk to each other. And that's the problem that we had is that we were having these wage negotiations and they weren't talking to us. They don't, they were talking at us and they were telling us why we weren't worth what we were asking for, why we were not important to the company essentially. You know what I'm saying? Not in so many words, but that's Mm -hmm. what it felt like, right? You know, it's like, yeah, I'm sitting across from this lawyer and this lawyer is going on a tangent about how, um, you know, one of the, the things that he learned early on in his business career was that, you know, the value of something is only worth what you pay it, right? And that was in reference to us getting paid more. So they don't value us more than what they're paying us, all that kind of stuff. But the thing is, is that the show doesn't exist without us, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and we're putting, not necessarily putting our lives on the line, but we're putting our, risking our limbs and in injury, right? You know, um, like I said earlier, I, I broke my thumb last year, you know, an errant, errant sword strike, and it just came down in a wrong spot, and my thumb was not in the right spot, and um, it fractured my thumb, right? And then, uh, we've got guy. We got a guy out with a broken foot. We've had multiple guys with shoulder injuries. We've got guys with chronic back pain. We've got guys that are, you know, with knee pain, joint pain, stuff like that. Yeah, how many years have these guys got with the company? Some of them, not that much, right? Some of them a year, two years, right? And then you've got other guys that have been here for a long time that have been here for like 10, 12 years, 10, 12, 14, 15 years. You know, there's only a few guys that are at that level, but those guys on some days, you know, and they would tell you the same thing on some days, it's hard for them to move. You know, it's, 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 um, repeated impact on your joints and working with animals and injuries and, you know, and, and, and all these uh, crazy stuff. And it's just, it's like, do we have the most dangerous job in the world? No. But is our job more dangerous than a lot of jobs? Yeah. And it's like, why don't you care about that? Why don't you take that into consideration when you're, when you're, you're paying us for this, you know, and, and they don't, they just don't care at all. They don't look at you guys in investments. They just look at you guys as, as a, like a commodity, yeah. right? You yeah. Come and go, right? Boom, boom, boom. Fast pace, boom, in and out. But if you you take your time and invest in that person, like who wants to come in and, and watch young nineteen year old nights? I get it. 
That we I like watch I'm a, I like watching night movies. I'm a big western guy. Right. But any night movie that comes on, I'm watching it, dude. Right, right. I right. love those movies, dude. I love the nights, the old school, you know, just the the the, the, the way things were run and the the duels and battles. And then you'll get the always the young kid that's up and coming. He's been trained by the by the prince and the, the king's the knights and all that. Mm-hmm. And then he's gotta go against the old uh king's guard. The grizzled, and the grizzled yeah. dude, the big yeah. beard. You invest in your, your your young uh employees and you said, Okay, you know, and you know, let's 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 do a contract where hey Let's do a twenty-year contract, you know, and we'll we'll every five years we'll negotiate. But after twenty years, there's going to be a cap off because after that we don't want no sixty-five-year-old, you know. Let's 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 you know keep it real like how the movies are. Yeah, I would like to go in there and see someone like, uh, you know, I guess back in the back in the days they thirty-five years old they look like they're fifty-five years old. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? But you could get away with it now, fifty-five. I mean, look, fucking Undertaker for WWE. Yeah. You know? Well, have somebody, we're a lot like WWE, by the way. Yeah, That's exactly. Our job is very, very similar to yeah, wrestling. So. Yeah, exactly. And so who wouldn't want to see someone that's old looking? Uh, I love fucking Game of Thrones. Yeah. Remember the old guy? Uh, the, the older guy, his face is all messed up. Uh, he was one of the Queen's guards, whatever. But uh, yeah. he was one of the oldest dude. And then he had the younger, good looking guy, boning yeah. the Queen. And I mean, you, you got to have it mixed up. Yeah. You know, not everyone could be young, and, and every time I've gone, has always been. Well, who's your oldest knight? Uh, I mean, so I'm one of them. So, I mean, I think, you know, there's like, a, there's me, it's 33, there's a guy with 34, and a guy with 35. So yeah. we're right there next to each other as, as being. But you know, you're the getting, older yeah, guys. you're getting close. You're getting up there, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I could, I could, I could, I could see it with your uniform. I could see you'd be an older knight. Yeah. Actually, yeah, now yeah. that I'm looking more at you, I think I've seen you before. Oh, dude. you probably have, yeah. <laughs> I've well, been out there before. Uh, I've been out there a bunch. But, I mean, that's that's my point. And that's, like, that's like kind of what we're, we're getting at because it's not just – like, the, the wage negotiations that are happening right now are just uh, one indicator or one thing that we see that the company doesn't care about, right? So this is a big – you know, wages is like a big uh, thing for us, obviously, that we want to fix. But, you know, the way that they're treating us in the wage negotiations and the way they were, they're speaking to us is just really hammering in that they don't care. Right. And mm-hmm. so it, but it's not just about that. Right. You know, they 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 sued us for trademark infringement. You know, mm-hmm. they got like a bunch of um, uh, uh, like social media stuff sh- shut down and they're doing this like whole silencing campaign. And and then there's a couple of other like unfair labor practices that we've been, you know, that, that have been filed that we've been dealing with. But what we're fighting for is not just, hey, I want you to pay me more. I think I deserve that. That's a big part of it, right? But I'm also fighting to build a better future for the people that come and work after me because mm-hmm. this company just chews people up and spits them out. And the thing is, is that it's hard to say that I worked at Medieval Times for a decade and then go try to get a job in tech or something like that afterwards. You can't, it doesn't, can, the, yeah. you, the, 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 the skill set doesn't translate, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, why are there not programs? Why are there not? Why is there not something in place for us to be able to like, you know, hey, I worked in Evil Times, and now, you know, this guy knows me, this guy knows me, this guy knows me, at a, and, and like, either the film industry or 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 in other aspects of of like performance stuff that's like on a smaller scale that we could go in and retire. Well, how many of you into? guys have any of you guys that have been performing? Have you ever been invited to? Like when they have film, like such as like this, for example, I'm gonna go back to it again. Game of Thrones, right? Yeah. They're gonna need uh, side actors or or extras. Have they ever gone to Medieval Times and goes, "Hey, do you got any knights that we can use or 
for for sight. Have you heard anything? Has anything yeah, like that I happened? Mean, I've heard I've heard about it happening in the past, right? Where like you know, like people would come and film at the castle, and they would use guys or whatever. Um, but the but our job is not. They're not supportive of that kind of stuff. They're not supportive of us going to do other things. They want you to be there and a hundred percent focused on that. You know what I'm saying? And then, and then in the same, in, in one hand, it's like, I want this to be your entire life. And the other hand, it's like, I'm not going to pay you for it. You know? And so it's, it's a, it's this weird, like catch 22 that they're trying to like grab us. in. it's, it's like really kind of dumb, but yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no like future for the people that work there. And that's what we're trying to fight for. And there's a year I've worked with really 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 talented young guys in I their bet. early 20s like very talented my brother-in-law guys. roomed with a couple guys that were knights for uh, medieval times yeah it, and i should and i should have texted him earlier and, and got the names but he yeah this is recently yeah maybe you know eight years ago yeah and i well the thing is and it, it, there's a lot of talented dudes that come through the castle and the thing is is that i don't want I don't want the guys that I work with right now that are 22, 23, that are, that are putting, you know, their bodies on the line, that are working really hard, that are putting on a really good show. I don't want them to get chewed up and spit out in 10 years and not be able to walk and not have anything to show for it. And that's, you know, we're, we're not just, just working to get paid more, which is what we are, right? That's what we want. But I'm also working to change the culture as much as I can to change the way that the place operates so that, it becomes something that people can do and have longevity in a career there, or at least it can platform you into doing something else. At least they know that, hey, I'm, I, I might not be able to be an actor, or that's still in the, in the picture. Uh, but at least I can make a, a career out of something that I enjoy. Yeah. So I don't mind going out as a 50, 52-year-old knight who's been with the company for 20 years and and people come and constantly enjoy my my character and the way I I act, and be able to sail off in the sunset instead yeah. of just making minimum wage for fucking twenty years. Yeah, yeah, and I mean it's 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 you know it's it's ridiculous, man. It's a fair like, day's work for a fair day pay. If you've put in those many years for a company and you know people come back to see you and. And obviously, there's a comment section you can leave or a comment box. And, oh, I really like the Black Knight or the Blue Knight. And, like, you, you have a status. Don't you deserve to get a little bit of that piece of pie? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that, I think that yeah, you do. But, you know, even, even less than that, I think that at the bare minimum, you deserve to be able to live comfortably where you're where you work and i and i think that for everybody it's not just us you know what i'm saying it's it's yeah no it's, yeah yeah, yeah. It's not every just you single person who works full-time 40 hours a week it does not matter what you do it does not matter if you for 40 hours a week you flip a light switch on and off and that's all you do if you're working full-time you deserve to get paid enough to live and you know and there can be a debate about what that means but i can tell you right now it's not 15 dollars an hour in california it's not even 20 dollars an hour it's higher mm -hmm. than that mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and you deserve that it doesn't it doesn't matter if you flip burgers it doesn't matter if you jump off horses you know what i'm saying you deserve to be able to pay to live here to work here and mm -hmm. and i we've got we've got a guy where there's one of our knights where lives in his car we have a guy that literally lives in his car because he can't afford his rent mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying and so he's think about the extra strain that that's putting on him. He's not getting a good night's sleep every mm -hmm. single night. Don't get me wrong. We're bouncing him around from couch to couch and we're trying to figure out how we can help this guy out. We're trying to get him roommates or whatever the situation is. So we're working on it. But at the end of the day, it's like right now in the interim, he's going in and he's training, he's working his ass off and he's putting his body out there. And then he's going home and he's sleeping uncomfortably or he's going to his car and he's sleeping in a parking lot uncomfortably 
you know, and then waking up every few hours to shift to a different spot or whatever. And, and that's like, he's not resting, you know, he's not getting good quality sleep, which is what you need at our job, you know? Body. Yeah. It's, it's awful where you're going to, you, you know, you're going to bounce, you, you got to be able to bounce back the next day, fully recovered and be alert and mentally aware of what's going on, you know, or else you're going to get hurt. Yeah. It's crazy. Rent. The, one of the big things that uh, I've been focusing on is rent control. Yeah. Because right now, I mean, rent's out of control. It's $2,300, $2,500 a month for one-bedroom apartment. Like, how do you supposed to afford that? What do you, what, what, kind of, what kind of job are you supposed to do to afford that? I mean, that's a mortgage. I mean, if you can afford if you got good credit, you can afford a mortgage. Yeah. It's, it's getting out of control. And I see in my neighborhood, it's a lot of uh, Koreans moving in. And no disrespect to Koreans. Uh, but they're moving in, but it's not just a mom and dad and two kids. It's mom and dad, two kids, and then the mom and dad's sister and brother and their kids. And next thing you know, that it's 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 a three bedroom home, and there's a uh, 15 people living there. Right, and you that's know? not their fault. That's just what exactly. they have to do exactly. to be able to afford to live there. Yeah, you know? and it's, it's and I don't want to live like that, dude. I don't want to have to have my brother-in-law and everyone start cramming in, and and it, and it sucks, and and. It's just it, it, it seems to see it seems to be getting worse. Well, and, and you know the thing is, is that like, y- y- yeah, we can sit here and we can rail against medieval times, right? Or we can rail against corporations that treat their employees like shit, and they do, and we should, right? But it's it's not just them that's a problem, you know. And and the majority of our bargaining unit, the majority of the people that that voted for the union walked out with us and are on strike right now. But mm-hmm. not everybody did, you know. And there are people that work and that I work closely with that honestly don't think we deserve more pay. They, they somewhere along the line, they just got it stuck in their head that this is the way things go and you don't deserve more. And, and it's like that kind of thinking is so detrimental to, to change, right. To, Mm. to, to be able to be a herald of change or whatever the situation is. It's like, if I can't convince the people that are sitting right next to me that even they, if I can convince you that you deserve more pay, then there's, there's nothing that I can do to help you, you know? And then, and that's, it, and then pays just one issue, right? There's other things as well, but it's like, it's like, that's the hardest part about unionizing. I think that's the hardest part about getting a group of people together is that you, you're not just fighting against the company. You're fighting against other people that don't understand what's happening. You're fighting against the spread of misinformation, people coming in and saying like, oh, well, you know, a, a union's going to take all of your rights or whatever the situation is. And, and none of that is true. Right. But like they read a Facebook post about it and then all of a sudden that's, that's it. That's what's that's the, what they do you know so. the profit margin, how much money medieval times brings in every uh, year? Cause we know UPS, right? UPS every year they're profiting they're in the billions right now. I uh, don't So cause we're, in, we're in negotiations right now. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we know how much money they made, especially during the pandemic. Uh, do you know how much if they're how much they're profiting? I mean, because so, that's always going to bring the table. Well, we're ba- basically breaking even or whatever. Yeah, we don't know exactly how much this company makes because it's a privately owned company, so they don't have to open their record books uh. to anybody. So who knows? As for all we know, it could be a money laundering scheme. I have no idea, right? But um, we do think I'm pretty sure you could c- kind of find it. How many how many people do you get av- on average? How many shows a week? How, at, how, at the cost of how many person? I mean, if well, so think- let me let me say this. So we 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 guessed or we estimated based off of a couple of different websites that sort of like will like track like business revenue. Mm-hmm. We estimate that they make somewhere around you know five hundred plus million dollars in revenue every every year, and um, that's just one aspect of it, right? Because the company that's also- all the all the castles, right? 
Yeah, but that and that's just one aspect. Medieval Times is one aspect of that family-owned mm-hmm. business. I mean, that family also owns and operates luxury hotels throughout like um, Mexico and stuff like that. So they're they're the company is associated with money, even outside of the money that the company already brings. And their in. shits going, their shits going uh, overseas and dude. And, and I'm telling you, money laundering we did, and we did the math on the it. Money. Yeah, we did the math on it. It's like one Saturday for three shows with like uh, with with how many people know, fit in the arena? Well, I mean, we have a max of like twelve. But I think we cap it at like eight or nine hundred right now, just to you That's know. That's still pretty good. So eight or nine hundred people. It's seventy bucks a ticket, right? Twenty five dollars if you want your name shouted out in the middle of the arena, which costs the company nothing, right? You know, uh, but ridiculous. It costs you but it costs us time, <laughs> right? A ridiculous amount of money spent on souvenirs and stuff like that. I mean, they're they're pulling in hundreds of thousands of dollars on a Saturday alone, right? Three shows. So if they're making three hundred thousand dollars on a Saturday, I mean, that's enough to pay for five or six guys' full salaries. Right. You know, for a year, one night right? on one, one Saturday, right? One Saturday during the day and they can pay for, you know, a quarter of our night department, their full time salary with what we're asking to get paid for. And they just don't do it. And, you know, they've told us in negotiations before that they can pay us what we want. They just won't. And and there's just there's been like really no they fucking threw it in your face, huh? Hundred percent, yeah. They've been very blatant. So have you guys been? It. So you've been at the table already? Since yeah, you've been, been on strike. Yeah, four or five times. Well, four four times. Four times. So, uh, you've been on strike for what nine days now? Uh, yeah, we had one bargaining session while we were on strike that was already scheduled before. We where went was on it? Strike. Where was it at? Where was the meeting at? It was at a hotel across the street. Oh, nice, professional. So, oh, like yeah, it. totally. Were you um, there? Obviously. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. How many? Who else was there? Uh, we had a lot of people. We had like uh, probably like twenty people that were you know from our bargaining session, but also other people Do you, just worked so in the castle. So who's who was the main person bargaining? Was that you? Uh, so there was the Medieval Times lawyer, and so then, you got a lawyer. Uh, he, they have a lawyer, and, and then yeah. and then Agva has a lawyer as well as okay. uh, Suzanne, who I mentioned before, was there as well. Or she was over Zoom, so they they had zoomed in, and then we were in person with them. Agva, Agva is who again? The union, uh, American. Uh, okay, yeah, Guild the, of Writing Guild Arts, of, yeah. So then they had their lawyer there. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So there was like a lawyer on lawyer thing. And then we would, you know, we would speak up to give sort of like supplemental information to whatever was being talked about. But they just don't. I mean, the guy said he, he, he like slipped up on accident in the middle of the meeting and said that he doesn't think that everybody deserves to be paid a fair wage. You know, and then he got mad whenever we called him out on it. But that's just that's just what we're dealing with right Ooh, now. Right. Got pretty nasty. Yeah. Man. We're dealing with. I mean, it wasn't that nasty. It was overall. I think it was a more positive. Mm-hmm. At least they uh, came um, to the table. They came to the table and they, they talked more than they had before. So at least in the, in the sense that there was more of a conversation. Um, I how would long, say that how long are these meetings? It lasted like five hours, five or six hours. Holy shit. Yeah. So, and that was, and we cut it off kind of short just because we, we had, we, there were some people that had to get out of there. So, so you've had how many meetings now? Four? Four. Meetings? Yeah. That was the fourth one. Okay. When's your next meeting? Have they discussed it yet or? No. So they rejected outright all of our proposed dates and said that they weren't available again until mid-March. Oh fuck. They're pushing it, huh? Oh yeah. They're, they're going to do everything they can to drag their feet and try to just see if we conveniently, well, I guess, forget that we, we unionized. How much? How and is this going on in New Jersey too? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, at least you have another, another group. Uh, back. You know. Yeah, fuck. It's tough, dog. Well, it's tough to get people to walk out too. I mean, that's the thing is that like New Jersey's not on strike, so you know, and they can't oh, oh. they can't organize it. They can't get it together right now, and 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 for various reasons, I don't think it's anybody in particular's fault. It's just a different situation for them up there, and so it's a lot to go in and ask 
but you they're know, still negotiations over there. They're still negotiations, yeah. the same thing. But, but I mean, they're we, not on our strike. They can't we walked them. out, you know, primarily due to, you know, the fact that they sued us and, and the shutting down all of our social media accounts and all that kind of stuff. That was what tipped us over to walk out, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, you know, then that's just the tipping point for a variety of issues um, or a multitude of issues that we've been dealing with. And it's like, um, we're not going to go back until you're willing to actually sit down and talk to us like actual human beings. Um, and, and, and unfortunately I think that might take longer than I wanted it to. I don't think anybody wants to be on strike I mean, we're not getting paid right now. We have a GoFundMe set up. That's like our strike fund. But mm-hmm. at some point, you know, if the donations don't keep rolling in, which we, we've had a lot of donations right now, we're well, doing tell very us, well. Shout out the GoFundMe so people could uh, donate. Yeah. So we got a GoFundMe. It's called, um, what do I actually have the name under, uh, under it right now? I think we called it, uh, so it's called the strike fund, uh, cast and Knights of medieval times is what we have it, uh, what we have it named for and then we uh we have a goal we had an original goal of ten thousand dollars which i think was going to help um you know like half of our guys be able to pay for rent uh if they were going to be out for a few weeks and now we're going to be out for longer than that just given the situation so we upped the goal to you know twenty thousand dollars and i will keep pushing it back if we need to but at some point you know i I don't think we can keep asking for donations and at that point i don't know exactly what's going to happen because i think that's the hardest part about striking is just that you have no idea where your next paycheck's coming from so yeah and you got, man, you guys are you guys are going through it right right now. There's so many things going on, right? Like we don't we don't have a contract. We haven't even started negotiating. And they're the flying people in and then rooming them. Yeah, so they are flying in every castle that is non-unionized. They are pulling workers from knights and show cast members, flying them out, putting them up room and board, uh, having them do the show for us. And then if they need to go home, they're flying them back and flying people else. It's just a revolving door. I saw some, I saw some girls in like the, the dresses. They look like they were servers. Mm-hmm. And I remember they came a couple of them when I was talking to you. Also, you know, I'm, I'm observing, I'm looking around and I seen a bunch of them coming out and they were, I don't know what they were doing. They were walking outside, but they're like waving at you guys and like kind of giving you like the little, like keep, you know, Keep on with you, on. Yeah, yeah. Keep on. With it. I don't think they were the performers. I think they were like the servers. Yeah, we have a lot of support from those that are inside still that are that are working um, from like the serving department stuff like that. The thing is that they they couldn't walk out right. They're not protected. Um, you know, so so it's like even without a contract, a union still works because it at least prevents us from just getting fired for no reason. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a big concern while we were organizing before we voted the union in. So yeah, I mean they're 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 doing the best that they can to support us. Um, so you guys are uh, unionized through the guild. Yeah, through through Agva. Mm-hmm. Through Agva. Yep. Nice, dude. Yeah, we unionized in November. So we won by uh by pretty substantial margin. So everybody mm. was pretty upset. All right. So we just you, don't we don't have a contract yet. I mean we're still negotiating the contracts, right? But yeah. I mean we so have to want, get you want you want a, a decent a decent subst- uh, raise throughout the years. Uh, what about like pension? Uh, better medical. Well, oh, we we haven't your, even gotten that far. You yet, haven't gotten right? that like, far. Like, I mean, the thing you're is, just, is you're that, just saying you just want a contract, right? Like, as of right now, like we, you know, there's other things on this. There's a lot of things on the table that we would like to see in a collective bargaining agreement in a contract, mm-hmm. but we haven't even gotten to to being able to negotiate those things yet because we haven't gotten past the wage negotiations. The wage negotiations have to happen first because they're already scheduled. They were already previously scheduled to go into effect, and so. We, we are owed a raise, right? Every castle got a raise, Every yeah. everyone. We are owed one. And so if we can't get past this portion of the wage negotiation, then the rest of it's all a moot point because we haven't even gotten, we can't even agree on this. Yeah. You know, but I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of health and safety concerns that we have in the in the CBA that we okay. want to attack. So it's, it's um, you know, we want um, staffing minimums uh, because doing 
you know, 10 to anywhere from 10 to like 16 shows a week um, puts a lot of strain on your body. And, and we need more guys to be able to rotate through so guys can rest. Um, we've got, uh, we need things to be fixed in our castle. We need things to do. We need the arena to be made safer. We need, um, we need security to be a little bit better for people coming in and out and bringing loud and obnoxious things into to, to spook the horses on intentionally. It doesn't happen a lot. People in California are pretty, pretty laid back and, and relaxed, but it does happen every now and then. Um, you know, there's, there is, uh, we have a lot of questions about horse care and, and, um, and what, like right now they put a lot of the horse care on us and I'm not trained I'm not a vet, right? I'm not trained to take care of that. So it's there's a lot of um, of talk about uh, like job duties and responsibilities and how we're going to split that up and um, how we can go forward, how we can like alter that to be more like I need to focus on what my job is. I don't need to be going into work and like painting stalls and stuff like that. It's not really like what I signed up for. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't help me, right? I need to be training every single day. I need to be constantly mm-hmm. training to make the show better because that's what the that's what the product is mm-hmm. to make the product better. Um, so it's, it's stuff like that. You know, we have a long list of things that we would love to talk to the company about, but we have to get through the negotiations for wages first, uh, and they are not going well. Um, you know, and that on top of the fact that at, at every conceivable corner, the company just files like a lawsuit against us. Like they'll, they'll file, they, they filed like three more unfair labor practice lawsuits against us the other day. Um, they're all like meaningless. They're all like pointless stuff that they're just using to try to backlog the system so that they don't have, and then they can, you know, push the negotiations about back and they can just drag this out for as long as possible until, you know, everybody gets fed up and just, I guess, decides that we don't want a union anymore. Um, I think that's their tactic. Their tactic is to just pretend that we don't exist and just to stall for as long as they can. Yeah. They're trying to break you. Yeah. Yeah. Which is all it's doing is pissing people off more. And the thing is, is that we are incredibly stubborn. Um, yeah, so we are an incredibly stubborn group of people. I mean, it, it's one of those things where you, you, you've got young guys, like primarily in the Knights Department, um, that are that are in their early 20s. And, and anybody out there that either can remember being in the early their early 20s or is in their early 20s knows that um, we're all incredibly stubborn when we're, when we're in 21, 22, 23, and we think that we know everything. And that's... Um, and we don't like being told what to do, right? And so you've got, you know, 20 plus guys that are down there that are in a, in a locker room environment that are, you know, it's a lot of testosterone flyer, flying around, a lot of like, um, you know, one-upping each other and all that kind of stuff. And, and, and these are the kind of guys that, that are like, don't tell me what to do or don't, don't tell me I can't do this. You know what I'm saying? And those are the kind of guys right now that the company is trying to uh, is trying to like wait out, I guess. And, and the thing is, is that that's just making us dig our heels in even more. Um, and I, I'm really, I'm really, 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 really proud of the people that I work with right now. I mean, they are doing an excellent job of keeping morale, morale high, um, of, of, of spending time with each other, of, of getting to know each other better. I, I'm, it's almost unfortunate that, that not everybody walked out with us. You know, there are three or four guys that stayed behind and they're missing out on, it sounds awkward. It sounds like a weird aspect of, of striking, but they're missing out on the, the, the extra camaraderie and the, the extra bonds that we're building with each other. Because when you're, when you're putting it all out there, when you're, when you're walking out of your job and you don't know when your next paycheck's coming, coming, that, that means that you're, you're closer to the guy next to you, right? Because Mm -hmm. he understands what you're going through. Um, and the guys that stayed don't get that. Right. So we're all friends and we don't necessarily hate the guys for staying. We understand that there's everybody's in a, um, you know, different circumstance and that, you know, they made their decisions for different reasons, but I do think that they are going to miss out in the end. I think that we're going to come back, 
at the end of all this and we're going to be stronger as a group, stronger as a unit. And I think that our show is going to be better um, because our relationships are stronger. And so I am, um, I'm, I'm unbelievably happy with specifically my guys, the guys that, that work in the Knights department. I'm, I'm very, very, very happy with them. And, you know, there's, there's the showcast, the Queens and, and the, the trumpeteers and stuff, they've been doing such an amazing job of like blasting out like on social media and getting the word out there. And I mean, we wouldn't be able to do this without them. And I think we're going to be closer to them too, which is, um, which is going to make the show even better because now we've got these like interpersonal relationships and yeah, we have a stage show that's, it's, it's choreographed and all laid out and stuff like that. But you can tell, right. When like people have relationships and how they interact with each other. Um, and I think that can only make the show better. And I can't wait for people to come back and see the show once we've gotten all this just horse shit out of the way mm-hmm. um and once we're getting taken care of and, and once we have you know once we're working towards making you know collectively us and the company and the union once we're working towards making the place um as best as it possibly can be i think the show is going to be um astronomically better i mean it's it's good now right but i just i think that the sky's the limit on what we honest can honestly i've been, i've like i said you guys are like five minutes away i mean if that and i've i've Born and raised in, in this area in medieval times has always been there. He's always done good. And I always love going to watch the nights and my kids loved it. You get older, you're just like, okay, there's just, but you think about it like, yeah, these guys are risking themselves and they're, they're wear and tear in their bodies. And if somebody decides they want to be a knight, you know, for 20 years, like they deserve to be unionized and have a contract and, and uh, take care of these guys, dude, they're entertaining people, entertain, entertainment, is uh one of the number one capitals in the world is entertainment and you guys are part of the entertainment world i definitely won't be going you know and if nothing happens if they want to continue just rotating people out the door i won't i won't support it you know who wants to go say i want say i like many times my kids like it right my kids like going to sushi they go like going to tapong grill they like doing you know we like going to nice little dinner shows right the tapong grill they're cooking the food in front of you throwing their little rice bits in their mouth uh sushi you know they like sushi and uh people they, they bring the different dishes uh i mean same thing with medieval times they bring in the food you eat with your, your hands and you watch a nice show uh who doesn't want to go, go to a nice show with the people you know that work there uh, i went to sushi yesterday and i got to talking with the lady there and she has been there for over 10 years and she likes talking with people and and and, and enjoys her job. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't want to show up to people that have been there and put in those years for that many years, and being able to uh, put on a good show compared to someone they hired two weeks ago? You know, if I'm gonna pay, how much is the the entrance fee for an adult? Dude, it's like seventy bucks. Or something it's like seventy that. bucks. Yeah, you might as well go to fucking Disneyland. Dude, I'm telling you. Well, you know the thing that that you're absolutely right, though, right? Like, like one of my favorite things. Seventy and, bucks dude, a person? It's nuts. That's yeah. That's you so, guys deserve some money. Yeah, dude. I'm telling you right now, and that's not even. I a, thought it was like thirty no, bucks. No, 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 no. That's not even including the amount of other shit that you have to pay for when you. How get many there bars are there, inside there? There's one bar. Yeah. yeah. And you kind of drink there because there's, there's pictures you can take. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's it's, it's you know you're you're buying like a like a fucking maiden's kiss or something some stupid mm-hmm. name drink and it's like. <laughs> Forty-seven dollars or some crap like that for like one drink. So you know what I'm saying? They're they're not listen. They're not hurting for cash. Yeah. Right. But I mean, you're you're right though, right? In the sense that like, and and people can can call me a nerd or whatever. And I think because I'm a little bit older, um, I. Have you been here for how many years again? 
uh, I've only been at this location for just over a year. Okay, okay. But 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 like you know like I'm I'm in my 30s, right? And the, most of the guys I work with aren't, and, and so they call me the dad night a lot, obviously, because you know I'm a little bit older, and then I'm oh. like going around like telling people like they need to get their their shit together and all that kind of stuff. But you got some um, tall. When I showed up there, you got some tall uh, friends, dude. Oh Go yeah, order. dude. There's yeah, I'm, I'm like one of the smaller or, guys. Yeah. Like I'm like one of the smaller guys, and like I'm not. I'm I'm six foot, and I'm in I'm in decent shape. Oh no, yeah, in my yeah, 30s, yeah, yeah. But like, for sure. But like I'm definitely small compared to some of the other guys. But yeah, I mean that's the thing is that like I love meeting the kids, man. Like the like I, you can see it, dude. You can see it when you're yeah. performing and stuff, and they're in the audience and they're developing and they're having they're creating these core memories, right? Where yeah. it's like they're never gonna forget this moment, and that is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, and I absolutely, it's one of my favorite parts of the job. Um, and there's nothing more than I would, uh, that I would love to see than like, you came to the show as a kid and you saw one night and then maybe you came when you were a teenager a little bit later, you know, five or 10 years later and the same guy was there. Right. And you know what I'm saying? And you, you had that experience of like being like, I remember you, like, I remember you last time yeah, and yeah, like yeah. now, now you're back. And you know, the thing is, is that you, what you don't want to see is you don't want to see some young, you know like strong powerful night when you're like nine years old and then you come back 10 years later and he looks like he's aged 50 years and 10 yeah. right you know mm -hmm. that's what you don't want to see mm -hmm. and that's what's happening now depending on the situation i mean not, not always but it's 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 they don't help you they don't they don't help help you out and that's it for a company that claims to be you know a big family which is like the biggest red flag a company i was tell I, when i was out there uh, protesting or you know uh picketing uh, there's families walking, right? There's families on vacation. They're walking, and and yeah. I agree with you, right? You got the kids that come in, and and they they like nights, and, and they're all into medieval times type stuff. There was a group of kids that well, was one, not just one group, other group. It was a group, for example, one group came. There was a family, the kids. There was one kid, and he's wearing all pirate shit, or pirate not shit, but pirate ship stuff you know yeah. he had a, the hat the patch and the hook yeah, yeah, yeah. and they're walking and i'm like oh he's going and i'm thinking like where's he going and then like i see him walking past medieval times past portals and i go oh shit there's a pirate's place yeah, right there the pirates in our theater, yeah. and i says that's the same thing you guys get. you're gonna guys you guys get kids that 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 love night stuff mm -hmm. and and all that um I mean, that's why I work here, right? I, yeah. I came as a kid. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So that's why that's why I know about it, because I came as a kid and now I work there. Have you been in that show, The Pirates? I've been to it, yeah. Is it still open? The yeah. sign's so faded. Yeah, no, no, no. They're, they're still they're still rocking. I mean, we've got a couple of people that work um, there and at Medieval Times. And, oh. Um, they, they, put on a, they put on a good show. I mean, is that the this, only location? I don't know, honestly, but their 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 show is more kid oriented, right? They don't have quite as much combat stuff. It's more comedy and like fun and stuff. But it's a great show. It's a fun show. I I I, I enjoy going over there, and um, um, I think we'll try to go over there as a group uh, here pretty quick because we like to maintain good relationships with the performers all upon all all along Beach Bowl. Well, Park. yeah, they're they're part so, of you know they're performers too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. But I didn't know that was still open. I thought that one would have failed a long time ago, no, but it's still no, no. popping. I huh? don't necessarily. I mean, I, I don't know anything about their financials. I don't know that it's doing well or if it's not doing well. But I I, I really don't know. I, all I know but is that know, I went recently and it was doing pretty good. So. Really. Yeah. Well, look at man. Before we get out of here, man, I, you got anything else you want to say? I mean, you you have the well. How can people follow you? How can people support you? Uh, what, you know. Yeah. So I mean, look the 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 best place to go is I think our uh, Instagram account. Uh, and let me make sure that I I say the exact, um, like what is exactly called the right way. 
Um, so M M T United C uh, or M T United Buena Park is what we're called. Um, so yeah, yeah. Can under... you talk about that real quick before we we, we haven't talked? You're wearing the the shirt and the beanie. Yeah, I really yeah, like yeah. it. So I've, I look. Our our logo is um, it's sort of like the the standard um, like labor union um, fist in the air kind of thing, and then we have like a little castle and some swords and stuff depending on which logo it is uh, that makes it more unique to us, but. You know, the Instagram account is MT United Buena Park, um, and there's a link tree associated with that that'll give you, well, A, the Instagram just has a lot of information on it, like our strike schedule and stuff, but the link tree has links to a lot of articles where a lot of uh, news outlets have been covering us. It'll give you a, a good overview of what uh, has been going on for uh, with us for the past year. And then, of course, at the top of the link tree is going to be our GoFundMe page, which is that strike fund for uh, Medieval Times Showcast and medieval, the Showcast and Knights of Medieval Times. Um, that's the that's the most direct way that you could help us right now. I mean, I I, I, I got to help these guys pay their rent, you know, while we're on strike. I mean, I I, I led them out the door and they followed me, thank God, um, so we can actually make some change and, and try to make the company uh, as good as it can possibly be. Um, but, you know, they're, they're risking a lot doing it. And so if there's anything that we can do um, to to help them through, you know, not being paid. I think that's the most important thing right now. And then outside of that, it's just, it's just spreading the word. I mean, these companies, and it's not just us, these companies only are going to react to, you know, either a, a negative PR hit or a financial hit. So it's either, you know, you can cancel your tickets and get refunds right now. Um, they're allowing people to do that because of the strike and they're allowing people to move their tickets to a different date. So if you wanted to move it to you know, a few weeks from now, whenever, hopefully we're not on strike anymore mm-hmm. and come and see the show, you know, as it's meant to be in Buena Park with Buena Park performers, mm-hmm. you could do that. Or, um, uh, you know, we're telling people not to buy any extra souvenirs and stuff if they can, if they can get away with it when they go inside instead, save that money and tip the servers and stuff, tip the bartenders. Cause you know, they're trying to help us out on the inside. Um, if you are going to come to the show, otherwise it's just, you know, there's, there's a petition link on the link tree where you can send an email to the castle and let people know that, hey, you need to stop you know suing your employees and be nice. Um, and then just spreading the word, getting it out there and letting people know that you know what is going on at that castle right now is absolutely unacceptable. Um, and we will continue to fight to make it the job that it should be, which it should be an unbelievably fun place to work. And the job itself is fun, and the people that I work with are mm-hmm. amazing. If the company could just recognize that, it would be one of the greatest places to work uh, in the country. And it would be um, a beautiful, beautiful experience. And we could do a lot of really cool things with it. They just need to stop being prideful about it. They need to, they need to suck it up and admit that they were wrong. Um, and, then, and then sit down and work with us to make it better. Man. Well, I couldn't have said it better, man. Once again, man, I appreciate you coming on the show. It's yeah, an dude. honor to have you on the show. I'm gonna be out there, like I said, uh, when I got on the weekends or I got a couple hours. I, dude, I had a good time out just holding the sign up. People were honking, yeah, and just and just doing my part. And, and I'm here to help you guys. I'm here to help anybody, you know, that that's trying to unionize or just make their life make their lives better. And you know, we're, we're I want to be listening to you closely, talking to you closely, see what's going on. I want to mm-hmm. be really close to this. And if anything, uh. I could bring my equipment out there. We could do a podcast out there, and we oh, could get yeah. the voices yeah. of all your people that are on. You on should a- come out. We're gonna we're gonna do. Um, we had a, a you know this already, but for those that don't know, we one of our picketing days this past Monday, we did uh, we dressed up, right? You know, so yeah. we don't have our actual costumes. The company has those, but we have most of us are Renfair nerds and all that kind of stuff. So. Mm-hmm. We dressed up and we're that that went really well. So we're gonna do it again. So we're gonna dress up and and uh, maybe that'll be a fun day 
uh, to get you out there. Yeah. To come and talk to us with everybody and their their. Yeah, uh, I could bring the equipment. Uh, I got a table and I, I got I got I I could take my my shit mobile. Hell yeah, dude. Uh, so yeah, we'll we'll be in touch, man. But uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you, you, man. It was a really me, good thank podcast. You. Thank you for David for being here for videotaping my boy sitting there, uh, trying to stay warm. Uh, but once again, I want to thank all my listeners from around the world that tune in to the Renner St. Podcast. I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Be good. All right? Peace.